What's up, homies? What's up, homies? I'm Erica. And I'm Roshang. And as always, thank you for hanging out with us today. In the blackest of months, Black History Month continues. The horror Damn reviews right continue. Can't stop, won't stop, and we're back. <laughs> <laughs> agreed, agreed. 100% agreed. <laughs> Everything she said, yeah, I agree. Um, Everything yeah. you said, yes. Yes to all of that. <laughs> um we're back we're still black and we've got a brand new movie that we're talking about today mm -hmm. um today we're talking about demon knight also alternative title tales from the crypt demon knight right mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. doesn't it have that little like what is moniker that? on it <laughs> what is that what it's called i was just about to ask you is that what it's called when there's like a da -da 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 -da, the two dots I I think it is. I don't know. If it's not, I may have been using that word wrong for a very long time, but I think it's moniker, question mark. I'm becoming less sure Let me by tell the you moment. Something. Let me tell you something, <laughs> and I hate to do this to you live. Moniker means a name. Mm -hmm. So, like, his real moniker is Dave Kennedy, is the example mm -hmm. that they've given to us. Mm -hmm. I do not think you've been using that correctly <sighs> well like i, I hate to do that too I, in black history month <laughs> but i, I guess this is where i take know. my leave homies um it's been a good run i appreciate all the love and support that i have received i'm so i'm so sorry i could have you know what and i could have waited to tell you that but i just needed i needed to know what it was and as soon as i saw that i said i should probably say something on this the blackest of I know, I'm sorry. <laughs> I hate, I'm really sorry. But no, honestly, thank you. Because if you hadn't done it, I would have continued through life <laughs> using it incorrectly. So, you know what? This is a learning, teachable moment for all of us. And by all of us, I really just mean myself. So, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> the more you know, homies. Um, <laughs> but needless to say, we're talking about Demon Knight tonight. Mm -hmm. And. I'm very, very excited to talk about this movie, which, correct me if I'm wrong, was a first time watch for you, right? Uh, yes-ish. Like, I, through watching it, I was like, I've seen a couple of these scenes before in passing, but okay. full watch, yes, first time. Okay, same for me. First okay. time watch. Um, and I've seen stills from this movie, but not scenes. Okay. So, Brand new, totally brand new, brand spanking new for me, which was really exciting. Ooh, but okay. before we break the movie down, I do want to continue on with our content creator shout outs for the month. Let's go. So let's get into the shout outs for this week. All right. Uh, first things first, I would like to shout out a podcast. This podcast is called the Scary Crit Podcast. This is hosted by Jared and Lauren. And this is a show that I have more recently been getting into uh, while I've been searching for podcasts to listen to while I have been unpacking from our move. And 
yeah, this show is just awesome. It's a lot of fun. And I chalk that completely up to the dynamic of the co-hosts. They have a, such a good vibe. It just makes it flow really well. It makes it like listening to them just feels like I'm there hanging out with them. And they cover new movies, old horror movies, serious, comedic, campy. Like they have a wide range over the course of these episodes. So I highly believe that you will find a movie that sparks your interest and hearing them talk about it is just consistently a blast. So yes, the Scary Crit podcast cannot recommend enough. And the last person that I would like to shout out is the Instagram account Black Horror Icons, aka the Black Crypt Keeper, um, which actually man, goes really well with our episode today. Um, he posts Black Horror characters from movies and televisions, um, shares some of his favorite scenes and moments and characters. It really is just highlighting actors and characters within the horror genre that are played by African-Americans and that maybe get overlooked or forgotten, but then also, you know, those popular ones that we really want to praise all the time. It's just really nice to see that popping up on our feed often. So if that sounds like something that you would also love to be following, um, then I highly recommend giving a follow on Instagram to once again, Black Horror Icons get that dose even when it's not Black History Month all throughout the year. Check that out. And yeah, really, it's a nice reminder of how far we're going and how many new characters are really being introduced. Um, so many new Black characters within the horror genre. So yeah, really appreciate that account. So yes, please uh, give them all a follow and let them know the homies say what's up <laughs> and if Just you can like try that. and yeah I was gonna say, if you can try and like get that tone through like writing or something that'd be awesome but i think it's time for us to get into the demon night okay and and just kind of see how it goes agreed agreed let's jump into the movie so Homies, we are entering into spoiler territory, so you have been warned. But today, we are talking about Demon Knight or uh, Tales from the Crypt Demon Knight, uh, directed by Ernest Dickerson, starring a pretty big cast, but mm -hmm. um, some notable names in there. We have Billy Zane playing the collector, William Sadler as Frank Breaker, Jada Just Pinkett as Geraldine, Brenda Bake as Cordelia, CCH Pounder as Irene, Dick Miller as Willie, Thomas Hayden Church as Roach, and of course, John Casser as the voice of the Crypt Keeper. Somewhere in the deserts of New Mexico, Frank Breaker is caught in a dangerous game of cat and mouse with a mysterious man clad in a leather jacket and cowboy hat. Out of options, he seeks asylum in a decommissioned church turned boarding house. There, he meets a colorful group of locals and enjoys a brief moment of peace 
before our cowboy-clad hunter arrives with the authorities. When it is revealed that the hunter is a powerful demon, it is up to Breaker and the locals to band together and attempt to survive the night to come. Insert car battery nipples, police pinatas, and demonic dance numbers here. Our film concludes with what's left of the locals using the blood of Christ to stop the collector before he finishes his mission and all hell breaks loose on earth. Also, you just have to let him in. Roll credits. <laughs> I never... Battery car nipples is not something <laughs> I anticipated hearing in this synopsis, but I'm glad I did. Uh, I'm hoping that through post, you homies never know how hard it was to, <laughs> with a straight face, say car battery nipples. But I was very proud of that line when I was writing it. <laughs> <laughs> As you should be, very Shakespearean. I I, <laughs> I do declare. Oh, thank you, thank you. Um, and not even an exaggeration because we do in fact get car battery nipples in mm -hmm. this movie. Smoking ones. Smoking car bat. Oh, that would have been so much better. Dang. All right, take it again. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm joking. <laughs> um, but okay, so. My first question to you, Erica, is actually not what's in your notebook. <laughs> okay. I know, I know, but hold on. Here's what I want to know. What is your experience, actually, with Tales of the Crypt? <laughs> what is my experience with smoking car battery nipples? <laughs> what is your experience <laughs> Honestly, with smoking, battery, smoking car battery nipples? Please, I need to know. More experience than you'd expect. <laughs> just oh, okay. Just kidding. <laughs> um, Tales with, you said with Tales from the Crypt? Yeah. Um, you know, I've caught episodes here and there. I was never one of those people that was an avid Tales from the Crypt watcher. I think at the time it was just a little bit above my above my pay grade. Like I just was not prepared <laughs> for that at the time. I was still easing my toes in with like goosebumps and Are You Afraid of the Dark? So right. Tales from the Crypt just seemed a little bit too advanced for me and I was still okay. at a beginner level. So once I got older, I, I've i gone back and watched ep a couple of episodes, okay. but that is the extent of it. I think for everybody, if nothing else, you've probably seen compilations of The Crypt Keeper doing right. his little one-liners and stuff and that was the most that i knew of it for a while um so i didn't even really know like the format of the show besides him <laughs> um, okay that's fair but yeah so it's very very limited unfortunately i will say though i do d really want to go back and watch in its entirety see all of <clears throat> my gosh what the heck <laughs> see all of the episodes um but i just haven't gotten a chance to do so yet Okay, that's fair. What about you? Uh, pr 
Pretty much the same. I think when um, Tales of the Crypt, sorry, Tales from the Crypt was super popping, I was a little bit too young. Um, I distinctly remember I would see the opening all the time. Like I, I would always see the opening and that would usually be my cue that I was up too late. Like, <laughs> to be real, I was like, if, if Tales from the Crypt came on, it was like, all right, I may be a little bit past my bedtime. <laughs> However, I would remember watching through the opening sequence because the opening sequence, just even rewatching it for this movie, brought back a wave of nostalgia for me. Mm-hmm. Um, but I would watch through the opening and then I would watch through like the um, the Crypt Keeper openings, you know, when he like pr- would present the the episode or the short or whatever. Like I would watch through those and I'd hear the one liner, but then I'd usually um, click away and watch something else. So I didn't really watch any tales from the crypt growing up and I didn't read the comic. I didn't even know that it was based off a comic, honestly, until recent years. Mm -hmm. So my knowledge, although it still holds a very nostalgic place for me, I can't say that I was like a fan of it growing up. Okay. Yeah. No, I, I, yeah, I, we're basically in the, in the same boat for that then. And mm-hmm. also the movies, there have been like tells from the films, which obviously, since this is one of them, <laughs> um, <laughs> but this is the only one that I've seen. So that's okay. also a thing that I have missed is all of the films that are associated mm-hmm. with the series. Same, I same. skipped out on. But like I was saying in the uh, in the earlier part of our intro, I do distinctly remember like maybe, you know, channel surfing and then hopping into this specific movie at like really random points. And it'd always be very briefly. Mm-hmm. Um, but like some of the the way the demons looked and stuff like that and some of the later scenes in the movie, I had faint memories in my head rewatching it. Like, I think I've seen this part before um but but nothing nothing to like a large extent like for the most part all of the plot points was completely brand new to me okay nice well then in that case going straight using that as a segue Mm -hmm. um roshane go ahead and hit me then with the first note in your notebook all right well the first (laughs) We may have to go back because like for the first, I got to be honest, for like the first like 15 minutes, um, I was not really taking notes. I was just kind of watching. Mm -hmm. Um, The first note in my notebook is how you going to bang a mofo named Roach was my first note, (laughs) (laughs) which is a little bit, which is a little ways into the movie. But I still stand by that sentiment of like, how are you going to sleep with a guy named Roach? but I mean, it's a it's her business. I, I don't think she would have if she was choosing, just choosing to sleep with a guy. She probably would have passed over Roach. Mm-hmm. Um, but oh, he's a customer. But I feel like we find out later on. Uh, you know, the the pickings are slim in this town. <laughs> I don't <laughs> think she true. had a lot of winners. To be fair. Hmm. Um. But. <laughs> Even though that was my first note, I'd say like the first things that I was thinking about while watching this was one, I was completely thrown off by the movie before the movie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because I I didn't I did not know that we were going to have that. So 
when it started with homegirl like in the bed just covered in blood i was like what is this because i know jada pink pinkett is in this movie and i just don't recall (laughs) this i don't recall her looking this way in the 90s (laughs) it's like when does she come in because i know that she's part of this right but like this storyline seems a little bit off yeah and it does take a minute for her to come in actually Mm -hmm. um but yeah we get that old crypt keeper introduction before the actual movie starts which my first note was what a blast from the past that having the theme song and that whole introduction i because i didn't really know going into it i didn't know if that was going to be an element of it because it is a movie and i was like yeah this could go two ways they could still make it feel like it's an extended episode or it'll just be its own separate thing so when it Mm -hmm. started and that music kicked in i was like "Ooh, this is this is fun like Mm -hmm. i love i love a little a little a little cheesy intro yeah it was it was kind of exciting because i was excited at the prospect of like finally watching a tales from the crypt like anything Mm -hmm. you know i was like as an adult, I finally think I'm mature enough. I'm of age to appreciate whatever it is that I'm about to witness. Like I was, I was excited for that. And um, I think also as an adult, the Crypt Keeper's humor um, hit my funny bone a little bit more than it did when I was younger. I don't think I caught any of the jokes um, that he was making before. Now to me, they're hilarious, especially all of the acting related jokes that he was making during the fake out sequence i was like this is hilarious i love this and also what a gem of a character the crypt keeper is cut, 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 cut. what the hell are you doing you call that acting well yes as a matter of fact i do call it acting well let me tell you something pal you're no gory cooper you ain't even a robert Deadford. Another take like that, and it'll be back to bit parts for you, and I won't say what bits I'm talking about. Oh. All right, everybody. Reset. Reset, guys. Back to one. Director. How the hell would they dig this guy up? I give, and I give, and I... Oh. Hello, kiddies. So glad you could join me. Your old pal, the Crypt Keeper, has gone Hollywood in a big way. Yeah, he's great. And I I do wonder, though, because there, the first moment we see him and he hops up from the chair, his head is floating through (laughs) time and space. It's like cutting through the scarf that he's wearing. It's Mm -hmm. a very, you know, composited on like <laughs> digital head but then it cuts around and it's the normal practical crypt keeper so mm-hmm. i because when i saw that i said now i don't remember it looking like this i remember <laughs> it looking pretty legit and then uh-huh. and it, it and it does so i just thought that was i was confused at first but it mm-hmm. must have been i don't know a pickup that they had to do or add in or something after the fact because it looks totally different <laughs> I, I gotta be honest, I didn't even clock it because like I was just so enamored with seeing the Crypt Keeper again that I I, I just wasn't a pay, paying attention to the details to that degree, if that makes sense. Mm. Um, I think now not knowing too much about the series, I do know that it's kind of cuckoo bananas at points. So I think my 
I set my expectations accordingly. I was like, yeah, especially with the opening as well. I was like, this, this, this is going to be, um, this is going to be a lot. I think that's what I was thinking in my head after that intro. I was like, okay, we're in for a ride here. I don't know what kind of a ride it is, Mm -hmm. but we're in for some sort of ride. Yeah, no, I, yes. I also was expecting it to be a wild ride. And I knew nothing of, also, the theme, the Tales from the Crypt theme song is composed by Danny Elfman. Um, I just wanted to throw that out there because I didn't know that until I was looking at stuff for it today. Mm-hmm. And I was like, Danny got his hands in everything. That <laughs> man stays getting a check. And I, I you know, I got to give him props for that because I feel like I can't hear any it's slightly spookified beat in a movie without it being <laughs> without it being composed by Danny Elfman. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, I, I honestly had no idea what this plot was going to be like. And so when it first started, first of all, Billy looking kind of good. Billy, I will say that. Billy Zane, I, when he first steps on the scene, drives on the scene, I shall say, I get it. Like, I get why some of the people in this movie <laughs> are it. kind of sprung on him, kind of uh-huh. seduced. Because, yeah, he's he's looking he's looking good. He's, he's got a bit of a flawless, fla- fla- flawless face. He's got a <laughs> bit of a flawless face. I give him that. He, he does. His, I don't know what my man was using on his skin. Nazima. <laughs> <laughs> Probably just a, a bar of Dove soap and some like lukewarm water for being <laughs> honest. But yeah, he does look, has a very like, I guess it's the thing about it is I always associate him with the Titanic. I always right. see him that way. And mm-hmm. so to see him playing such a different character was really fun. And also... When he got spit on in this movie, I was like, you just can't resist getting spit on, can you? Because you get Miss Rose spit on you as well. But the thing about it in this movie is the spit looks very creamy and foamy. I was gonna, yeah, I, I, I took a mental note of that as well. I was like, this is some goopy looking spit here. Um are we sure that that came from Jada and not yeah. one of the demons? Yeah, are we sure that Jada doesn't have rabies because that is the <laughs> foamiest spit I've ever seen. Absolutely <laughs> pure slobber. <laughs> it was really bizarre. I was like, okay. They definitely, <laughs> she definitely had something else in her mouth. Or I don't know. Maybe Jada Pinkett Smith has foamy spit. I've never seen her spit before. <laughs> So uh, can we get a confirmation check on <laughs> yeah. Jada Pinkett's uh, uh, Mythbusters? <laughs> can we get you? Can, can we get on the set? And can we get uh, Jada there too? I gotta test something out. But yeah, he is. I mean, he's so much fun in this movie. I mm-hmm. I have anytime he was back on screen, I just had an absolute blast watching him play this this character, this demon who is almost like a a genie in a way, like a twisted yeah. genie. Yeah, very much like charismatic Wishmaster vibes. Yes, I was thinking the same thing. I was like the Wishmaster, the... The, the sexy same, Wishmaster. The sexy <laughs> Wishmaster, let's be honest. But no, it 
it is kind of that same feeling of he preys upon people's desires and does try and get them to submit to him and say, yeah, okay, I want this thing. And then once they do, he's able to possess them in the same way that the Wishmaster would take their soul. And I think that is such a fun thing to do with this character because it really allows Billy Zane to create a charismatic and fun demon that still has a little bit of malice to them and i also am happy that he is billy zane for the entire movie he has demon minions yes but he himself does not ever become a demon until he's dying and it's like at that point you're like yeah cool die but other than that you really just get to relish in him having a blast to be he's having the best night of his life for being honest jealous honestly jealous of how much fun he was having in that role because that looked like a blast to play that character the all the different scenes that he got to play ugh, the dream <laughs> yeah he is uh, but it, this is really though like an ens- an ensemble movie because we're following a whole cast of characters which is not something that i expected this movie it reminded me of From Dusk Till Dawn in the in yeah, the I, plot, I, what like or the setting wise and what it became. How it's this just group of characters fighting in in a building, just stuck in a building yeah. against some like demonic force. Yeah, um, while still having a bit of like a kooky feel to it, mm-hmm. along with people getting ripped to shreds. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. I see, I see the similarities. And, I, I can see it. And it's and so I did find on YouTube. You can watch it. There is a behind the scenes documentary on this movie, and okay. obviously, from Just Till Dawn come comes out a year after this in 1996. But in the documentary, they do say that you know they were wanting to do kind of a trilogy story, trilogy anthology story for tales from the crypt for these movies because it had been a while since they had come out with any films and originally they were going to do bordello of blood which i think comes out after this one that one was supposed to come out first okay and then the next one that was supposed to come out first was from dusk till dawn they were going to buy that script but quentin tarantino wanted too much money for it so they passed on it and because they passed on it they picked up demon knight Oh really? Yeah. So that's that's pretty wild, actually. Yeah. I did not know that. So from Dust Till Dawn almost could have been a Tales from the Crypt. Dot Holy dot dot. <laughs> from that's Dust that's Dawn. crazy. That's actually some some wild information. Holy crap! Yes, but it's it's interesting to me because th- it makes a lot. Of, they, they totally could have existed in the same world. Now, obviously, mm-hmm. this movie. You know, these scripts were happening at the same time, so they were both just always similar scripts, but they definitely could exist in the same universe and and could be viewed as a back-to-back viewing. Like, these two movies, I actually think, would be really fun to watch back-to-back because Mm -hmm. they have similar vibes, but obviously... Because this is Tales from the Crypt, they added more of that kind of silly humor and right. really leaned more into that 
and even though it as is actually pretty gory and in yeah in certain places mm-hmm. um you know i also read somewhere too um that apparently tom holland from child's play was actually supposed to be the director mm-hmm. for this movie um but passed on it to do fatal beauty instead which I think it's very interesting to think that there could have been like a child's play-ish version of, of this, this movie. movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I mean, they did rewrites on it. And I think, and in the documentary, the original writers say that a lot of the elements that come up in this movie are a result of of um, Ernest Dickerson. Is that his last name right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, of him adding them in. And we also have him to thank for... The diversity that is in this film because he was the one that wanted to hire Jada Pinkett Smith. That was his idea. Oh, and shit. Because he saw that character and just imagined a black woman playing that character. And then obviously they also hired Return of CCH Pounder, mm-hmm. who we last saw getting absolutely murked in or- an orphan. <laughs> <laughs> Getting absolutely <laughs> annihilated by a child. <laughs> She's back and better than ever. I mean, she also dies in this, but. <laughs> but what but a journey she goes on. What a um, journey and what a badass way to go out. I agreed. That she was, funny enough, her. <laughs> Her exit from this movie was one of the few parts that I remembered. I shit you not. <laughs> I was like, hold on. I remember these grenades. I remember this part. <laughs> yeah. It, it. She goes out in an awesome way. Um, and she's <laughs> she's great in this movie. I The way she has that entire cigarette in her mouth. It's so deep in her <laughs> mouth and eyes it's practically down her throat she was chewing that cigarette mm-hmm. and you know what it worked i loved it i loved it everything about a, it <laughs> it was such it was such a like her character to me was so outrageous that i couldn't help but just accept her mm-hmm. in the universe like from this from the cigarette cigar whatever to her getting her arm fully ripped off and still doing half a movie afterwards (laughs) i just (laughs) you can't help but love her like i think i started the movie being like this is ridiculous like i i cannot follow this and by the halfway point, I was rooting for every move that she made. Yes. Yeah. Well, because when you first start the when you first meet that the cast of characters or like mm-hmm. big cast of characters, I think because it's Jada Pinkett Smith, like I was immediately rooting for her. And Irene is kind of mean to her, kind mm-hmm. of like snappy at her and really really bossy and also irene is the one who alerts the police officers that our mystery man originally is there and so she almost feels like she's kind of fucking everything up in the beginning Mm -hmm. but then yeah once everything starts popping off she became one of my favorite characters and i felt the same way about um sheriff bob 
I I was so irritated <laughs> by him in the beginning, and he also becomes one of my favorite characters by the time that he goes out. Uh, I don't know if Bob got a redemption from me. I gotta I, be real. <laughs> something about Bob grew on me because in the beginning I was like, oh Lord, Bob is a whole mess. The whole police department, the whole two of them were a mess. <laughs> but yeah, the I whole two man police academy. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> the two-man precinct were just goofing it up from the very beginning. They're, there like, no, they're, let's be real. There's nothing they did right as police officers. No. I feel like across the board, they were just completely, completely unqualified for the job. They're immediately so trusting. This man Basically walked <laughs> out of a burning fire, the burning wreckage of a head-on car accident. This man walks around the corner like he was just taking a nap. And and they're like, oh, hey, what's up? Yeah, we completely <laughs> trust you and everything that you're saying. Yeah, we'll take you to find this other guy that you... <laughs> Are say, hunting. yeah, that you've been chasing and that you say was in the accident and that you say stole from you. Yeah, for sure. We'll take you to find him. And yeah, yeah but it's Billy Zane. His skin's so moisturized. How are you going to say no? <laughs> to be, yeah. And Billy Zane is truly charming the pants off of, off of these cops. So, you know, you get it because he is just... He knows exactly what to say. And to be fair, Breaker is being suspicious as fuck. He immediately yeah, they, tries to steal a car. <laughs> yeah. They do a good job of like of doing the bait and switch with who's the good and the bad guy there. I granted, probably most people already know that Billy Zane is going to be the villain come the end. But if you're going in blind, kind of like we were. There is a moment there where it does seem like Breaker is the antagonist. Mm. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's fair. You could, I think you could, yeah, you could see that. He was, I mean, he was a very nice person. And so I just kind of assumed, I, I assumed because Billy Zane was willing to continue <laughs> driving his firing car into his car that he was like a villain of some sort and mm -hmm. since breaker was like desperately trying to survive i assume he was the good guy but he does have his moments of for like for instance when he pulls um let me stop calling her jada pinkett smith when he pulls <laughs> when he pulls geraldine up and threatens to kill her he has his moments where it's like because you don't know what he is doing you question mm -hmm. you're like is this worth what you're trying to do and then you find out oh yeah 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 it's yeah, definitely yeah. worth it definitely worth killer it. you should have <laughs> <laughs> if, if it was you should, should have in it. The, if it was for what you say it was for which it was then yeah i get it but we don't know that until way later that's very true and then i mean we've talked about it a bit already but i just can't get over the fact that thomas hayden church <laughs> is in this movie first and foremost mm -hmm. and then two that i saw sandman get a car battery attached to his nipples i'm not <laughs> over it yet <laughs> that's so funny that that's what you feel. i affiliate him with george of the jungle um that's that's fair that's so also fair. i was like oh no not lyle not lyle, <laughs> not lyle. <laughs> absolutely 
getting getting revved up in the bedroom. <laughs> but so shout out to George of the Jungle, a plus movie. I missed that movie. It's so good. So good. I rewatched it not too long ago, and it's still a banger. Oh, I imagine. I just re- recently was rewatching the Spider-Mans. That's why I have Spy- mm. uh, Sandman in my head. Sandman on the brain. But it's, mm-hmm. that's another thing, too, though, that's funny is he's playing a very similar character to who he plays in George of the Jungle in the sense of he is a douche and a dick underneath, but is is in lo- is being nice to a girl, but it's kind of all to a means to an end kind of a guy. Of course, mm-hmm. in this movie, he's much more violent than he is in George of... Although he tries to kill someone in George of the Jungle. So, I mean, he's still pretty violent in that. But we do see him slap a woman in this, which is That's pretty true. outlandish. That's pretty outlandish. George of the Jungle, we just see him, you know, fall and poop. So. Fall and poop, but he does hold a gun to... He does. That's Ursula, true. I'm fairly certain. That is true. These are facts. Just don't date him. I don't know. <laughs> Stay away from him. Moral of the story. Stop dating Thomas Hayden Church in movies. Ah. You know what's going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> I do actually like the the group of characters that we get in this. I I think they all have their little thing and it all makes it really fun i think it took me kind of a minute to get into it but by the time that the cops got there and that man's head got punched off i was i was digging it that's that's really when the movie i think started for me Mm -hmm. and i think that's also why that's where my notes started to pick up because i wasn't to be honest again not super familiar with Tales from the Crypt, so not knowing exactly what to expect outside of the bait-and-switch opening, I didn't really know where this movie was going. I'm like, it's a 90s movie. I don't know if some of this stuff is going to feel dated, yada, yada, yada. But I can, with full confidence, say when Billy Zane's fist goes through that (laughs) officer's head, I was locked into this movie Mm -hmm. and ready to watch everything else that was going to happen. I was in it to win it at that point. And I like the practical effects in this movie, I think, are are pretty awesome. Obviously, there is some dating to them, but, you know, it was the 90s. And still, I think that for the most part, they look really they're like fun to look at, even Mm -hmm. if they're they're meant to be cheesy in a certain way that is intentional and yeah it starts from this first moment of his head getting punched clean off but i think the thing that really pulled me in was everybody's reaction to it was (laughs) really made me laugh especially when irene goes oh shit (laughs) (laughs) it truly are the react shots for me throughout this entire thing that are a one it's so funny and billy Billy is in going heads up and just tossing it over to the other police officer. I was like, yeah, this is this is nasty. It just it happens so quickly. Like, granted, things are a little off from the get, but just the acceleration of of stakes, it, it's so fast. It's and it's yeah. just out of nowhere. Yeah, it, it really is. Things ramp up in this movie. Pretty darn quick. And I love that once they do, it's just nonstop. Yeah, it stays that way the whole time. Yes, it does. There's no moments of 
there there are moments of peace and like building information little exposition dumps mm -hmm. but they don't last they don't overstay their welcome they're quick and far what is that phrase i can't remember but they're quick and they're <laughs> sprinkled in just enough like the one that comes to mind is when breaker is talking to um geraldine mm -hmm. and they're like up in her room or something and she's like she's like oh i came to help you it's like a small moment of of them having like a breather right but then right away then they have that whole thing with like her cat and everything starts picking up again which i thought was i was like this is so ridiculous the way that everybody is chasing this cat around <laughs> like it's like it's the beast that came out of the pits of hell i was like man not this cat coming back with a vengeance i got i gotta say like i know you know, we've been doing this for a little bit now and like we cover a lot of stuff and um, it will vary from movie to movie, like how uh, how much of sticklers we are about like details or like plot points or stuff like that. But it was kind of refreshing how silly everything in this in this movie was, I have yeah. to admit, where this really is the type of movie where you just sit down, strap in and you just go along for the ride. And you just see where it takes you. And it takes you to some wild places, some truly. Wild places. Like, things that I never would have seen coming. Let's talk about Wally. Wally, yes. Yes, his, Mr. Wally. <laughs> and his plan to go, like, bust into the police or the post office. <laughs> and take it down because they fired him like wally is one of those characters where he seems so meek and timid and just a nice guy and you feel bad for him mm -hmm. in the beginning and you just even though he's kind of creepy he definitely has some ick factor to him yeah. i didn't love that he was just staring at cordelia's body for the majority of the beginning of the movie um but yeah, he just seems like a an ins like a, a a nice guy that's there quite often and is friendly to everyone and is just insecure and that kind of comes off weird at times. And then you realize that, oh no, he was like planning on going on a murdering spree. <laughs> and this whole demon night thing kind of fucked that up for him. <laughs> Well, you you know, honestly, when we got that information later on, it at least helped solidify some like questions that I had about Wally like earlier on. Also, Wally played by Charles uh, Felcher. I don't think we said that in the in the synopsis, mm -hmm. but uh, one of my notes was during the scene where uh, Cordelia goes outside after the reveal happens. Um, we got the blood of Christ blocking the demons out. And she goes outside, you know, beckoned by the idea of Roach to, like, try and make a run for it. And all of a sudden, we have just secret agent Wally who can yeah. hit headshots with, like, nobody's business. I was like, I'm, I'm sorry, yeah. what? It's like Red Dead Redemption all of a sudden. He's got the <laughs> aim accuracy on and he's nailing this demon. And so, because you're right. I thought when he grabbed that gun, I was like, this is really bad. He's going to be 
shooting wild. My man said, bop, bop, between the <laughs> eyes. And then Breaker was like, oh, you got to shoot him in the eyes. And he said, okay, say less. And shot <laughs> point blank period in both eyeballs. I was like, Wally the sharpshooter? I was not. <laughs> what a twist. I wasn't expecting that. My man looks like he came straight out of a Jason Bourne movie. Like, <laughs> yeah. what was that just out of the blue accuracy? Yeah, he was like a sleeper agent. And like, <laughs> someone said his code word, and he's like, oh, I've got this. <laughs> Wally's whole arc is just absolutely nutty. But it's one of those things where I think for all of the characters, where they begin is is so different from where they end up that's true besides roach i think he's the one character who is pretty through and through an asshole although to be fair i didn't think he was gonna be that way when he first got there mm -hmm. he turned he becomes as soon as things start popping off his he is just the worst and he is immediately the worst kind of a guy um but yeah he doesn't seem he seems sleazy when he first gets there but i wasn't expecting him to also be an actual demon on the inside right but yeah a lot of these characters do go on a bit of a journey i do want to i do want to say in wally's death scene because that is the first time that we see a human become a demon uh -huh. because before then it's like the demons just were birthed by the earth as demons right. birthed by the earth and the green slime that <laughs> that the collector profusely bleeds yeah, all, over. all over the ground um, i didn't over. know that that's exactly how demon babies were born but that is another thing that yeah. i learned this week homies <laughs> another birds and the bees conversation that i never expected <laughs> is yeah it takes a little bit of demon goo and some soil and you've got some little demon little babies. demon babies it's so precious um mm -hmm. also before wally dies can we talk about how cordelia's let me in scene looked like a straight up 90s r&b music yes! video <laughs> oh my god oh my god yeah i thought the exact same thing i was like this is like an alternate version of the D'Angelo, how does it feel music video? <laughs> <laughs> like, all you did was fucking Billy Zane's, uh, his, his button down to just be flowing in the fucking wind. Because <laughs> there was wind, yeah, and it's, they have the spotlight on him, and he's kind of like, moving because as he moves she feels his touch that is a really cool scene like the way that they did it i i don't know but yeah they have it where he's down below and every touch that he does like it shows on her face that obviously like it's as if his hand was touching her yeah i thought that that was really cool i, did I thought that, too. that scene was awesome and i liked i liked having billy zane's voiceover i was like oh mm -hmm. my gosh he's right in my ear man knows I had how my to work a mic. On. <laughs> he knows how to work a mic my man was was seducing that mic and you know what <laughs> i give it to him poor cordelia Seems downright criminal to treat such a pretty girl that way. Did I say pretty? I meant beautiful. 
because you are, you are beautiful, Cordelia. Inside and out. Maybe nobody here can see it, but I sure can. I understand you. I know what you want. I know what you need. Guys like Roach, they think just because they're paying for it that they can treat you like shit. They spend the same money on dinner and a movie they can call you girlfriend instead of whore. Whore. What a horrible word that is to use on someone who's really just a sad girl who's looking for love. Tender, warm, unconditional love. But I do love that. That is a really cool idea. I, I'm glad that they, that they did it where he can't get in. He's outside for like the majority of the movie. He is mm -hmm. unable to get in as well. Basically like and a vampire. Basically, yeah. And they knew that. So they had to bring him in somehow. And I like that these desire scenes are how he's brought in. And so he's able to be put into these kind of crazy situations that because normally if that wasn't the case, he'd just be in the house. Right. But because we're going inside of these people's heads, he's like able to be at a tiki bar and able to be in an R&B music video and like <laughs> able to be doing all of these different things, which I think adds this this element of fun to it. Mm -hmm. And I for how wacky and silly some of it is, I'm happy that they just went for it each time. Like every mm -hmm. time they're like, this is the idea and we're doing it. Yeah. Oh, definitely. And I'm glad everybody is committing to it. And that's mm -hmm. also great. I don't think that there's a single actor in this movie where I was like, oh, they're not into it. Because I think that really would have been a bummer because this is a ridiculous situation. These The things that are happening in this movie are, are pretty silly at times, but mm -hmm. everybody is selling the shit out of it. And I really am appreciative of that. But yeah, Wally... The the demon, the human demon, is pretty cool. I I like it a lot. I at first it confused me because it just there's so much going on. At yeah. first I thought it was in its final form, and it just mm -hmm. kept it's kept splitting apart and growing. But I actually kind of like that. I like that it just kind of continues to become more and more. Like, like demonic and like yeah. just twisted and everything. Like yeah, that's what I mean. Like even with the like outside of the comedy aspects, like even in that realm, the movie just fucking goes for it. They're mm -hmm. like, we want this big demon transformation scene, and we don't want to be pigeonholed to just having it be like one little transformation. We're gonna keep transforming this demon every time you see it. And I was like, you know what? I'm kind of here for yeah, it. Yeah, I'm kind of down for that because then you have so much room for different designs. And mm -hmm. it's gross to kind of see their human form continue to melt away into this, this demon. And I will say, I think that Cordelia is the one, uh, besides maybe Danny. Danny, it happens to be. Danny's Danny, is pretty, Danny's pretty gnarly, pretty gnarly. Too. But yeah, Cordelia really starts to grow into this creature. And I, I did laugh, though, when she, like, waddles away when yeah, she's trying to steal waddle, the key. I, caught that. <laughs> I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> but but other than that, it looks, it looks pretty great. And then, of course, we get this. This is where we get the practical effect of 
Irene's arm being ripped clean off, which I wasn't <laughs> expecting. I thought she was just going to break her arm. Yeah. When I'm sorry, when she lost her arm, I lost it. I, <laughs> I burst out laughing because just of how outrageous it was. Because I too was just like, oh, we have a broken bone situation mm-hmm. here. Like, all right, she's going to shatter her arm. No, she's taking it. She yeah. has taken the arm. The arm is gone. <laughs> she absolutely steals that arm. And so the thing with the demons that I am happy about is. I guess so originally when they got the script, the makeup department and, you know, give took a look at it and then gave them a projected budget of how much it would cost to be able to do all that. So then after that, I think originally the estimate was higher than they were expecting. Mm -hmm. So then they reformed it where they were going to have the demons look human so they would still be in their human form and then Uh, they would wear like sunglasses and then when they pull the sunglasses down they would have like stuff going on with their eyes no but obviously they the makeup are like department they were like hey we think that we can come to a common ground because it's it's demon night we need to see demons it needs to look cool and so they kind of found like a a common a common ground we're able to rework some things and we're able to bring the budget down and so that is what we get now so i guess even originally maybe the design was a little bit grander but which is kind of hard to imagine because these designs are pretty grand like these mm-hmm. these are some pretty elaborate uh um makeup uh, makeup designs on these demons like yeah. even if it even if some parts of it may seem dated um for the most part like the 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 heart of what they were going for i think they definitely captured it and like with each one of these i was like yeah that is a 90s demon you you've portrayed demon to me i'm i'm along for the demon ride yeah i love their little tails i love that mm-hmm. they just walk around and I love that they have hair. Like, yeah. some of them have uh, <laughs> like just this like long flowing patchy hair, which mm-hmm. is like not necessary at all. But I love it, and I'm happy that it's there because mm-hmm. it adds it's, just this weird little extra element to them. <laughs> it's true. I love that some of them had like hooves for feet too. Like, I don't. I. I couldn't clock whether or not it was like CGI or if they did like practical for it, but like I enjoyed that some of them had like a bit of a devilish look to mm-hmm. them too. Like there was enough variation between the, the designs that it was always visually appealing to just look at all the different right. demons. Are you like they about, always looked good on screen. Are you talking about you don't know if their feet were CGI or yeah. it was practical? They had like little shoes. Oh, little like just, like like little Satan their, shoes that they just slip their feet into. Mm-hmm. Oh, very little nice, very Satan nice. Satan shoes, <laughs> that new that new drop of the latest line, <laughs> the Satan shoes. Yo, the the Lucifers they just <laughs> dropped this week. You better cop you a pair before they yeah, get sold out. They're two thousand dollars, but <laughs> one of a kind. <laughs> well, um, one of a kind. You could you could lay away with your soul if you want to. They have a payment plan. <laughs> Can we, okay, so the story behind the the collectors and the demon knights 
I yeah. I thought was was interesting. Can we talk about so when they kept flashing back to like the Jesus Christ Passion of the Christ scene? Mm-hmm. Tell me why I thought that that was not the uh, the guy that was like running around trying to collect the blood and like kept getting attacked by the demon. When he first turned around, I thought that was Nicolas Cage with a wig on. I could see that. <laughs> I, I could like, totally <laughs> see that. I 100% I'm with you. And <laughs> honestly, if Nicolas Cage was in this movie, that wouldn't surprise me in the least. It wouldn't surprise me. But at first when he turned around, I was like, no, the fuck it's not. And it wasn't. <laughs> no, it but not. it looked like him for a second. And it threw me off. Because I was like, there's no way Nicolas Cage would just be this random little bit part of this guy who has no lines and is just running right. around <laughs> like no no they, they would they give him a one-liner at least at least i appreciate the fact that they were trying to ground this insane story in something mm-hmm. literally anything to keep it grounded um i can't particularly say that the that aspect worked for me um like every time it happened i kind of was like Okay, cool, but like, let's get back. Was my mm. feelings like most of the time? Yeah, I didn't love the way that Breaker kept having flashbacks. I felt like they could have cut that out and just had all that portrayed when he told the story. Yeah, let's do it all at once. Just mm-hmm. give us the whole thing. Because, I mean, I get that because of the transfer transferring that power i understand that he has these memories but i don't understand why they keep being triggered it's like oh just because he saw the outline of a cross he he has to flash back to this this moment yeah i i i do like when he finally sits down and tells everybody the story and i like this idea that he it's something that just continually gets passed on and so Mm -hmm. for every Every time a collector maybe gets defeated, there's a new one. And the demon knight will always have to make sure that there is a new demon knight as long as there is a key for them to protect. Mm-hmm. I I think that that is, is cool. I I liked that that was the the purpose because I didn't re I didn't realize until that moment that that was the purpose of him being there was that. Because when he said, you know, oh, there wasn't seven of you, but there's seven now, I thought he meant that more so for, like, that had something more to do with the demons. I didn't realize that that had to do with the next night is the one who survives the seven. Like, I Mm. thought that that was a cool idea because I didn't even clock that until he was like, well, you survived, uh, so it's you now. And then it's like the the seven stars on his hand. Yeah, that 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 makes a lot more sense because honestly i was a little bit muddy on like what they were going for there Mm. um and i think that i agree i liked the um i like the basis for this like this cycle that they're establishing i i also thought it was very cool um i didn't really clock the big significance of the seven what background that's based off of with the specific number of seven However, uh, I did like the idea of what they were going for um, with their, like you said, their, this is a power that gets transferred on and because it, it, it it's fun. Mm-hmm. And I think it just plays into the fun, the funness of 
this story that this is an eternal battle that's happening all the time and we just happen to be here for this specific instance mm-hmm. of this particular battle. Like that's cool. Yeah. I'm cool with that. That's cool and it's it's just completely random and I like that it's this now that this power when you get this power, you're just kind of on the run until you randomly stumble upon another seven people and one of them is going to be the new night and you don't know when it's going to happen you don't know who it's going to be it's just Mm -hmm. kind of the way that things are and in the fact that you have all this power and that's just your duty and that you never really asked for i do like that i think that that is an interesting or that's a a clever way of of kind of having because really it could have been anybody. It could have been any yeah. of the seven that were there. And so it's clever to say it's just completely dependent upon your actions. And that just means that you're worthy. You're not picked from birth. You're not, you know, I didn't search you out specifically. You're not the chosen one until you make the right decisions. And mm-hmm. it just so happens to be you because it could have been Irene. It could have been Bob. Like if, yeah. if they didn't blow up, it, it could have been <laughs> they them. Blow up. It could have been them, and and I just think that that is like a cool concept. I will say the one thing that I was expecting more of is I didn't. I I wish that Jada Pinkett Smith's character did a little bit more before the end because yeah. I think her big triumph was that she didn't give in to temptation so she didn't get possessed. Mm -hmm. But she doesn't fight back. And I get it. Like, she's just a regular person. So I'm not expecting her to be out there, like, you know, flipping people over and breaking people's necks. But it just felt like a lot of times she was more of a bystander than I was expecting her to be compared to some of the other characters who I felt like were really getting in there and really fighting back. I just We're talking about our like one armed shotgun. Yeah. One armed Irene <laughs> is doing it for doing it. Just, you know, scaling the walls and popping off shots and pulling I'm pins. Su- I'm surprised they didn't just put a fucking chainsaw on her arm and just go yeah. for evil dead with it. Basically, she is she is just doing it. And I I think that that is part. I think that is kind of what they were going for is that Jada Pinkett Smith's character maybe feels like the least the person that you would expect you wouldn't expect to become that because she is a little bit more passive in the situations and she's Mm -hmm. a little bit more struggling with killing people and so then by the end it's 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 nice to see her rise up and fight back which it is I'll give them that I love that final confrontation between her and the collector. I think it's awesome. Mm -hmm. But I feel like I just wanted her to do a little bit more throughout. And it and I would have been like, yeah, it's you. It's always been you. (laughs) It's always been you. you." No, I, I understand that. And I felt a similar way 
And I don't know how much of that is just my expectation going into this, because, I mean, even though we hadn't watched this before, like, we briefly spoke about this, I think, in our Horror Noir episode, because, like, you know, this is a this was a big triumph for a lot of, in a lot of people's eyes because we had a black final girl. Right. Mm-hmm. We had a black woman surviving through the night in a horror movie. And so I think because of that fact, I did go into this expecting to see Jada doing a ton. Like I expected her to be like the focal point of like everything. And she's really not like, like you said, like this is an ensemble piece and she does have the last laugh and she is the focal point once we get towards the end. But I definitely had to check my expectations um, about halfway through and realize that it's like, okay, this story is not centered around her, even though, this movie is regarded for the fact that she survives. Mm-hmm. Right. And because I, I felt it a lot in that scene with Uncle Willie, where Danny does more to to help mm-hmm. <laughs> Breaker than she does. Yeah, I was getting so frustrated with her. There. <laughs> I was like, do something. And I get it. He's playing her. He's saying, oh, no, I'm still me. But I'm like, he actively has this man in a chokehold. Can we <laughs> do something? Some sort of moves. And that man was getting choked the fuck out the whole movie. I don't know how his <laughs> neck and his larynx and in his throat when his windpipe weren't crushed by the time <laughs> we were halfway through the movie because he was getting choked out. Um. This is this is very true. And like Grant, he is he's a tough cookie. Like he yeah. takes he takes a lot of lumps and still keeps on kicking. Um the whole notion that there's only supposed to be one person left, um, I picked it up towards the end, but I was still kind of like surprised when he finally does die, breaker. I was mm-hmm. like, oh shit. Yeah, he's not gonna make it through this movie. Um, I, it did catch me off guard. I'm not gonna lie. Mm-hmm. Well, and that's another thing too. Is it's like he's basically telling her, "Oh, and by the way, you're gonna have to do all of this again. There's gonna be a day where you're gonna fight, and then you have to die that night." It's it's just like the circle, the cycle of <laughs> just, being this. It is what it, it is. is. What it is. <laughs> but it's like, damn, I didn't ask for this. I just. I just work here. Like, I didn't want to be doing all <laughs> like, this. I was just doing laundry a couple yeah, hours ago. Yeah, cleaning <laughs> the oven. Big, big promotion <laughs> that I did not ask for. And, yeah, I I was expecting Breaker to die eventually. I just wasn't sure how mm-hmm. it was going to happen. But, yeah, I mean, I mean it makes sense that they, they need the blood. So the... Demon Knight has to continue that that on. Mm-hmm. Um, also, she didn't need to be in her underwear. No, she didn't. She didn't. That was she unnecessary. She really didn't. She really didn't. And like we look, she has a banging body. We all know this. That that is true. But that is she true. smooth could have put the blood on her herself I'm like you're really telling me you don't want to mess up your clothes that's <laughs> the issue right now that's your concern you had to take your clothes and i'm and then he puts her in the shower and her clean her clothes are clean and fresh and, and white as if mm-hmm. she just used dawn and i'm mm-hmm. like <laughs> so it didn't matter i know it is a nice jean jacket i'll give you that but 
yeah, when she walked out from the shadows, I was like, she's in her underwear. This is a little, yeah, this is a little <laughs> unnecessary. I, I agree with you. I agree with you there. Um, another point of contention, or maybe not even contention, just something I'm curious about, um, and maybe you have this answer for me, Erica, but um, could you possibly explain why in the 90s we just used the Jaguar sound for everything? <laughs> Dude, <laughs> wow. I wrote, I'm, <laughs> my, I wrote a note and I just put LOL rawr. <laughs> <laughs> We need a counter for how many times that sound got used in this fucking film. Like, and why is that the noise for when he looks at his hand and the star and one of the stars move? In a church no more. They decommissioned it in the 50s due to lack of interest. In the stars, man, you'll know what to do. I can't tell you how long. Maybe a lifetime. Maybe several. But on that day, you'll fight. I don't think you went f- like five to ten minutes in this movie without hearing at least one Jaguar. Oh, wow. oh my gosh. I <laughs> was dying every time that happened. Because it's just... <laughs> is that the sound that demons make? I guess so. Now? That's like their chosen sound within this movie. And it is so funny. It's just so <laughs> random. And, and when it first happened, I was like, oh, that... That's probably like a one-off, like sound bite. Nope, it becomes. So <laughs> you thought, <laughs> bitch. You thought. Oh man. That is the main theme of this movie. Actually, is the jaguar round. <laughs> it's so funny. <laughs> oh man. But it's kind of like it's in that realm too of like at some point it just added to the charm. Like at oh, some yeah. point I wanted more. <laughs> oh yeah, you're like give me more. Give me more rares because I'm loving it so far. <laughs> um, the the other thing uh, is, is a little questionable to me, but I let it slide. But I did think it to myself mm-hmm. is in the final conflict. Right. Um, cool that she spit the blood on him. Um, I loved the whole his body, you know, going demonic and then burning and then all the practical effects of that. Like that was all fine dandy and grand um i'm my question is out of all the 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 knights no one ever thought to just throw the blood of jesus (laughs) on to the collector like that's never been an idea that has crossed anyone's mind well i guess the the thought behind it is i'm sure that it has but they the collector has always seen it coming kind of a thing but because she had it in her mouth and he didn't know that she was able to catch him by surprise instead of someone just like trying to throw it out of the key and him just being like bitch and moving to the side is the way that i I, is the way that i got it she just like she played her hand 
smarter than maybe people have in the past. But also, who knows? Maybe someone has done that to a collector in the And past. that's just how they won? Okay, fair. Maybe, because we don't know how many I, th- collectors there have been. Yeah, that's fair. And I, I, I just remember at that point, I was like, damn. You know, in the grand scheme of things, that seemed really easy. But... <laughs> Um, okay. All right. All right. That's fine. That's fine. Yeah. I, I will take that as a potential explanation for it. Um, but uh, again, that, that, and the, his demise though, I still will stand by was very cool. And I love mm-hmm. the way, the way that that was shot. Yeah. I like that too. I, and I like that it's, there's this huge explosion and she's protected because mm-hmm. you're like, oh shit, she really can't die until like, Probably either a demon kills her or it's time to go <laughs> right. kind of a thing. Um, and, I, and, I, and I gotta admit, I wasn't mad that the next, uh, that the next demon was a black man. <laughs> I, that, I, I was not, uh, I was not upset at all, <laughs> quite frankly. <laughs> I wasn't mad at it. Uh-uh. And I was like, Yes. Okay, collectors. We'd love to see the diversity there down in hell. <laughs> Even in hell. <laughs> we can still get a little bit of diversity. I'll miss the blackest of months. Thank you. But no, yeah, I actually I liked the ending. I thought that that was like the best thing they could have done because the blood was such a huge aspect of it. So it made mm-hmm. sense that that is how it all ended up. And I actually thought that was a clever way of showing that she is clever. She may not be strong, like physically, but she is clever. And that could potentially make her an awesome demon knight because what I feel like we saw from Breaker is that he is strong. He was strong and that was like how he was able to kind of fight back quite often. So she's just strong she's strong but in a in a different way so i did i did like that that was the the way that she defeated him agreed most definitely agreed um also i i really feel like uh the character uncle willie and the actor dick miller was absolutely living for his temptation scene um there was nothing but joy in that man's face yeah (laughs) he was like this is the best Mm -hmm. it was not hard to tempt him at all (laughs) in the slightest in the slightest and i love i loved seeing what everybody's temptations were obviously we didn't see everyone's because we never got to see bob's no, but we know and he turned Danny's it down. Danny's was definitely a stretch to me. I feel like <laughs> Danny's was everyone else you played fair with, but Danny, you're just like I'm taking this one. Yeah, you cheated because he was a kid. Because <laughs> he was a kid reading a comic book, you were like, oh, easy peasy, and yeah, and took him. I was like, dang, Danny, that's just, dang, maybe maybe you Danny. shouldn't have, maybe you shouldn't have been reading comic books in the middle of a life or death situation. <laughs> yeah, maybe maybe it was on him. It was the yeah. temptation. Of laziness as a sloth. Ooh, That's what got Danny. The little sloth. <laughs> Maybe, yeah, yeah. But I enjoyed seeing everyone. And I love when Irene was like, that was me flipping you off. <laughs> she like points her. Yeah, Irene MVP, most definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Super good. I really, really liked that character so much more than I was expecting I was going to. Honestly, same. <laughs> 
but yeah, this movie is just fun. Like it's just a fun time. It's mm-hmm. there's a lot going on, but it's just what like it makes it all makes sense. But at the same time, you're like, what are we doing here? <laughs> like, we, I'm happy that I'm here. I have no idea what's going on, but I'm happy to be here. Right. Like how I felt for a lot of the movie. Honestly, yeah, it's pretty much the same. <laughs> I was just like, at some point, you just have to give in. You have to let go of the reins. You just have to accept that these. this is the way things are here. Um, and if you can do that, I think that you have a really good time watching this. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And I, I, again, I don't know if all the other tales from the crypt are similar in tone and like, um, and atmosphere as this, but if they are, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of here for it. <laughs> I'm kind of digging it. Yeah. No, completely agreed. And I'm just throwing this out there. I feel like we have to rate it out of rounds. <laughs> yeah. We do. We do. I, I 100% like agree with you. <laughs> <laughs> Our fate was sealed the minute we brought that up. It's true. <laughs> uh, okay. Uh, do you want me to go first or you want to go first? Um, why don't you go first? Okay. Uh, so, you know, I think I will give Demon Knight... <laughs> Can't be uh, I'm gonna give Demon Knight 3.2 rounds out of five. <laughs> uh, here's here, here's the deal, homies. This movie's wacky. This movie's silly. The plot's kind of all over the place, and a lot of things happen. But god damn it, if it is not just a fun ride of a film, and for that much, I appreciated it. I enjoyed it. Um, there are some moments that are going to live rent free in my brain for a very long time. And like whether or not it is the most fantastic movie ever, I'm not here to make that argument or debate. But was it one of the more fun movies I've watched in a long time? 100 percent. Um, so for that alone, uh, three, three point two <laughs> out of five from me. OK, I'm actually going to rate. Let me just start by saying within for the first 15 minutes i thought i was gonna rate this not low but i was thinking i was like oh this might be like a three for me Mm -hmm. and then the rest of the movie happened and i'm going to rate this i'm gonna rate this four rares (laughs) okay (laughs) yeah you know and you know what it is it's just like after talking about it i want to watch this movie again yeah i feel that it's a lot of fun and I like I said it reminds me of From Dust Till Dawn and that is one of my t- favorite horror movies because of how wacky and fun it is and I don't know I just love that it's just this group of kind of kooky characters fighting to survive with some uh, fighting to survive against some very strange demons. Billy Zane's performance was a lot of fun and it's just it's like a nice, quick and easy movie to just throw on and just enjoy. And mm-hmm. and I love those movies. It kind of reminds me of an 80s movie. And if you homies know me, you know that 80s is like the decade that I love the most within horror. And it is because it has such that fun, silly element to it. And I feel like this really capitalizes on that. So, yeah, I'm actually kind of upset that I never watched this t- sooner um mm-hmm. but i'm really happy that i've seen it now so four rares 
out of five. <laughs> <laughs> lovely, lovely. I feel that. I feel that. Um, but yeah, that was Demon Knight, aka Tales from the Crypt, Demon Knight. Um, let us know your thoughts on this movie. And also, if you guys have like other Tales from the Crypt films that you would recommend or even episodes to or be episodes honest. i was gonna yeah. say yeah if you got if you're like yo you have to watch this tales from the crypt episode uh hit us up because i yeah. definitely want to know go ahead and drop that for us because like i said i really do want to look more into it and want to start watching more so if you have somewhere you're like this is the one then please let us know and we'll check that out but let's discuss this movie you can talk to us on our social media we are homies of horror on everything or you can slip and slide into our discord if you want to get a little bit more in depth about it the link for that is in our social media bios our discord is where all the homies hang out and we chit chat about all things horror and we would love to see you guys in there so yeah come and join us if you have not yet and you could always email us. We are homies of horror at gmail.com. Um, you can email us requests, recommendations, or if you have something else you want to say via email, then please feel free to. And we're on Twitch. We stream on Twitch. We're playing spooky games. We've been kind of switching it up here lately and starting some new ones. And we've been having a blast. So if you guys want to come through and... Come and chit chat with us, with other homies, and watch us struggle our way through some horror games. <laughs> we would love to see you on Twitch. The link for that is also in our social media bios. And last but not least, if you are so inclined, we would very much appreciate it if you would leave us a rating or a review. If you listen to us on Apple Podcasts, you can do either or. And ratings and reviews are just very helpful. The more we get, the more that we are recommended to other listeners. And also, we just like hearing what you guys think of the show. So if you have not yet, please leave us a rating or a review or both. And you can also rate us over on Spotify now. Super easy. Just head over to our podcast, click on the stars, and you can leave a rating for us. So yeah, if you guys haven't done that yet, we would very much appreciate it. But that is it for our episode and our chit chat about Demon Knight. We hope that you guys had a good time and we can't wait to talk to you guys next week about another Black History Month movie. <laughs> Catch you next time, homies. Bye. Also, happy Valentine's Day, homies. If you're listening to this on Monday, I uh, just wanted to let you know that you guys are all our Valentine. And as our treat to you, here's a sexy little blooper for you. Insert car battery nipples. <laughs> <laughs> I almost didn't laugh. Bro, I... I'm sorry for making you cut around that. <laughs> I apologize. We're getting there. <clears throat>